have a Bible right there all the time. Ephesians chapter 3 and um, verse 1. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for the Gentiles. For just a little bit, I want to teach. I want to do a termin, teaching sermon, a lermon, lesson sermon for just a little bit today. I want to talk to you all about being a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Being a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you today for your goodness and your mercy, Lord, and we ask, O oh God, that you'd speak to us and minister to us and talk to us, God, and that the power of the gospel would flow through us in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Amen. We used to sing a song uh, a few years ago called Breathe On Me. How many know that song? Let's sing that together today. Breathe on me, breathe on me, Holy Ghost fire, breathe on me. Yesterday's gone, today I'm in need. Holy Ghost power, breathe on me. Come on, let's all sing it. Breathe on me, breathe on me. Holy Ghost power, breathe on me. Yesterday's gone, today I'm in need. Holy Ghost power, Breathe on me, burn in me. Turn the music off, it's clashing with my singing. I'm doing so good. Burn in me, Holy Ghost fire. Burn in me, yesterday's gone. Today I'm in need, Holy Ghost fire. Burn in me. Hallelujah. We need the Lord to transform our lives, each of us. We need the Lord to change us all. The reason why we need that is because we are stuck. We are stuck. There comes a time where you've gone too far to go back. And if you would choose to move backwards, it would be an epic fail. It would destroy everything. I've seen it firsthand in my own life, in my own family. I was raised in a godly family. I was born into a godly family, not a perfect family, but a God-centered family. 
And something crept in and the enemy came in and he began to have an attempt to destroy the spiritual man of every person in our family. And I watched firsthand a family being torn apart. To this day, I am the only person serving God in my family with an exception of my father who was not, I was not raised in that family or I was not raised around my father. This morning I received text from my mother and my stepfather and they shot me a picture of a Denny's. Y'all know what Denny's is? Yeah, everybody know what a Denny's is? There was a Denny's right around the corner from the house, one of the houses we grew up in, and they sent me a picture from the Denny's drinking coffee at 9.30 on Sunday morning, but that's not how I was raised. I wasn't raised to be at Denny's in your non-dress clothes at 9.30 in the morning. I was raised that you got to be storming out of the house, yelling at everybody, getting in the car, cussing at each other. Y'all know that Sunday morning style, right? Y'all know how y'all do it on that Sunday morning. And then when you get to the church and you get something about the, something about the parking lot at God's house, there's something amazing about the parking lot of this place right here because when people be cussing, and that feet hits the ground. Get that Sunday morning walk. Woo! Amen. Everything's okay. Everything's been fine. Amen. But that's not how I was raised, Sister Rachel. I was raised to be in the house of God. And I saw people get to the point where they no longer wanted to be a prisoner of Jesus Christ. If you have been baptized and born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, you are a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. If you've heard of the dispensation of grace of God, which has given me to you, Lord, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, Wherefore, when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel." The first thing that I want everyone to know is that you and I do not deserve to be here today. Somebody say amen. There's something about being born into the church or coming into the church or being a part of the church. We somehow get a mindset that this is something that we deserve. That this is something that we have inherited and this is something that coherently is just ours. 
It doesn't matter if it's this building, another building, a youth rally, a conference. We go and we walk around as this this is something that we deserve to be in. But Brother Walter, the reality is we don't deserve to be here. And I'm not even talking about your sin and I'm not even talking about my sin and I'm not even talking about my past and I'm not even talking about your past. I'm not talking about your future and I'm not talking about my future. I'm talking about the reality of our situation, Sister Amanda. We don't deserve to be here. The reason why we don't deserve to be here is because you and I and most of us are not in the lineage of Abraham. We're in the lineage of Adam. That's about as much as I can figure out. Adam is my great, 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 however far back I got to go, granddaddy. We're not in the dispensation. We're not we're not even in the dispensation of Abraham. And so the field was narrowed. Do you realize strictly by bloodline there will be 144,000 people in heaven and it doesn't matter what they've done, what they've said, where they've been, how they've acted, how they've treated people. Simply by bloodline they will be in heaven. Do you realize that? 144,000. Y'all think I'm crazy when I say that, right? How many's ever heard of that? Y'all never heard of that? It's in the Bible. (laughs) There's 12,000 men from each tribe. It's in the Revelation. There's 12,000 men from each tribe of Abraham's bosom that will be strictly, they they get the golden ticket. Man, Brother Walter, I'm gonna tell you, if I had that golden ticket, what? What? I've told people a lot. I'd be a fantastic Catholic priest. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm joking. But the, we don't deserve to be here, Sister Amanda. We don't deserve this. And what the Apostle Paul, who understood that, He makes an appeal to the church at Ephesus and he's telling them in the book that we read, in the letter that we read, he said, our pastor, our pastors, our prophets, the men of great renown, our elders, they have an understanding of times past, but they don't see it like we see it now. They don't understand it like we understand it. The rabbis and the Levites and and the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they've got an understanding, but they only have an understanding through the eyes of the bosom of Abraham. They only see it through Abraham's seed, but they don't realize the revelation of who Jesus Christ was. He was God Almighty wrapped in flesh, coming to earth to redeem all mankind. And Paul, I want to tell you all this right now, Paul, he, uh, Paul understood who Jesus was. Because Paul was 
was kicking against the pricks. Paul was fighting against the church. Paul was at complete combat with God's people. And God knocked him off of his donkey and put him on his hiney and said, Why are you persecuting me, Paul? And Paul said, Who who is this, my Lord? And, And the Lord revealed to him the name that is above every name. And the Lord began to show Paul things. And then Paul went and got converted. We all know the story. But Paul had a revelation of Jesus Christ. He didn't see him in the flesh, but he saw him in the spirit. And now Paul has an understanding in the spirit of who he is in Jesus Christ. Everybody, I want you all to look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you need to get an understanding of who you are. In Jesus Christ. Now, Paul said, Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Now, I want to get real with everybody today. I want everybody to get real. With yourselves today. I want everybody to get real with all of us today. Okay? Paul, put this in your mind. Put this in put this in your mind. Paul was a terrorist. Paul was the equivalent of Osama bin Laden. He was funded by the Roman Empire and his main job was to throw those in jail or to murder those that believed in Jesus Christ. What's the guy, the, 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 this guy, uh, the, 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 what's his name? He's got the little terrorist guy. Yeah, just uh, yeah. the infidels. Sorry to change gears like that. That's how my mind works. But that's what the Apostle Paul was. Can you grasp that? A man walks into the church today, takes us out, shoots some of us, takes the rest of us to jail simply for being here. Right? That same man, God saved. And that same man now has become a preacher of the gospel. That man wasn't just a preacher. Two-thirds of the New Testament was a direct result of that man's ministry. And Paul had an understanding. What I'm trying to get is Paul had an understanding of what he was. He said, folks, I am a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Folks, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. 
we're pretty good. You and I are pretty good, right? I ain't never done nothing like that. I'm pretty good. I'm okay. Matter of fact, most of the jerks I know are pretty good. They ain't never done anything like that. Most of the people I don't like, the ones that lie and steal and cheat, all those people, they pretty good too because they ain't never done anything like that. All they done was lie, steal, and chill. That's all they done. They didn't kill nobody. So why do we have a hard time with people that come in that are liars, thieves, and cheaters? Why do we have a hard time with them in the house of God? Because we don't know who we are. Because we feel like we deserve this. And the reality is we don't deserve any of this. I don't deserve any of this. I was born on Saturday in church on Sunday. My God, I'm from South Florida. Lord Jesus, I've had a good raising. Man. I'm losing my hair, Sister Amanda. I mean, it's falling out. I mean, it's backing up. Coming out my ears now. Man, I've got a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, surrounded by just incredible people. And this morning I was getting ready, and I was putting my shirt and tie on. And I was like, you know, my, my Sunday morning thing, you know, I'm looking, you know, and I'm making sure my tie's straight. And the thought hit me. The thought hit me. I've been working on this Bible study. And the thought just hit me, Sister Amanda, like a ton of bricks. You realize you're, you're a pastor of a church of 30, 40 people that love you. Do you realize that you've got the ability to speak into their lives today. And that's when I got kind of afraid. And I realized the weight of what I do. But it's not just what I do. It's the weight of what you do and who you are. Do you realize, Sister Amanda, that you're a part of a body of Christ of 30 or 40 people that love you? That you're a part of? That you've made yourself a part of. Brother David, do you realize that you're not just now your own? You can't just come and go as you please. You now are a part of a body that's depending on David. Somebody say amen. Sister Casey played a mean trick on her sister today. I heard it. I'm standing right there. She lied in the house of God. And I'm surprised the house didn't fall on her. She told Sister Paige, she said, I forgot my soup. And Sister Paige said, Nuh-uh, something like that. You didn't, or something like that. She was lying. But folks, we can't be selfish in this house. This isn't a selfish house because selfish people destroy the house of God. I was a part of a church, of a family, of selfish people that destroyed a legacy in a city. And I'm not even talking about uh, the last name Jones. I'm talking about the name of Jesus. 
I'm talking about a church that used to run 400. We'll be lucky to have 15 people today. Folks, we are a part. I hope I'm not boring anybody. We are a part of a legacy. And we're all prisoners. Now, Paul, I want you to see what he said in verse 8. He said, unto me who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God. Now, I've always wondered why I love it so much. I've always wondered why I enjoy it so much, Brother Walter. But I love fellowship. I love fellowship. On Sunday, when I asked y'all where y'all going to eat, and the Keels decide they're going to go somewhere else because they ate there three weeks ago. You know how they do. Oh, we ate there in 1987. We're not going back. That's a little too quick. You know how they do, right? We're going to Lonnie Tance. We ate there three weeks ago, but we're going to Lonnie Tance. We ate there yesterday. You know how they do. I ain't going to mention no names today. Just playing. But I love fellowship. I love fellowship. I love being happy. I love enjoying people. When people look at me, Sister Amanda, I need to be a light to people. I, I, people need to like to be around me. And I know some Monday mornings, some Tuesday mornings, some Wednesday mornings, some Thursday mornings, they don't see me on Friday mornings. I know they don't like me that much. I know there's some people that don't enjoy being around me that much. But I tell you right now, they might not like me at, 11, at 9 o'clock, but by the time we hit about 11.30, they're going to like me. Because we fit into fellowship. Have I ever chewed anybody out at, other than ordering a steak for lunch? He gets a soup. When it's on his dime. I ain't going to mention no names. Ryland would get embarrassed. You know what I'm talking about, bro? You know them people, right? What's the biggest steak you got? They said they's bad. Hot dog. But what I'm saying is, fellowship. You realize the people at the restaurants, P&P family, you, you realize the people at the restaurants, they think we got the best job on Planet Universe. They see us, they see us once a week, and we sitting there, and we cutting up, and we all got our P&P, and we just having a good time. They don't know what happened that morning. And they don't know what happened that evening. They don't know what happened that morning. They don't know what happened that evening. They just see us in our fellowship. And they say, hey, you know, this has got to be a great job. Do you realize it's the same thing in the fellowship of Christ? When people see us in our fellowship, 
they say, hey, I want to be a part of that. Now, I won't mention any names. I won't say anything because this thing is on tape and it's going to go on Facebook. And if people heard this on Facebook, I might get a phone call. So I won't even tell anybody that I used to pastor church in Holly Springs. I won't even say that because it's going on the Facebook. And I don't care. Put it on the Facebook. I don't care. But I literally used to have people in the community tell me they would never go to that church because of the way they treated people. And I'm not even talking about people in the community. I'm talking about each other. And I'm not talking about one family. I'm talking about multiplicities of people. Oh, I'll never go to that church because of the way they treat the people. Oh, I'll never do that. And so the the effect is true. The word of God is true. The world will know you're my disciples by the way you have love one towards another. People will only want to be a part of a body and the way they will judge whether they want to be a part of it or not is by how we fellowship. Somebody say amen. When there's isms and schisms in the body and there's disruption in the body, it causes people not to want to be a part of that body. Somebody say amen. And the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, what he was saying is the mystery of fellowship. which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Now I want you all to listen to this. According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Folks, we have access to this because of Jesus Christ. Now listen, I want everybody to listen to me really closely. We're looking around today. Here we are, 2018. It's hard to believe it's 2018. We're looking around today, and we don't have, uh, we don't have a piano player right now, and that's fine. And we don't have a drummer right now. And that's fine. Let me, just, let me just say it. We've got a piano player, and we've got a drummer, and we've got a bass player, and we've got a whole percussion set. We've got all of that. They just, just ain't here yet. God's prepared it. God's established it. God, it's, it's, it's already in motion. But we look around today and we, and we see our beautiful little building and we think long term, we think this is how this ride's going to go long term. But Sister Amanda, if anybody gets a, a feel of this fellowship right here, they're going to say, hey, we want to be a part of this thing. Amen. Amen. Ain't about to stay. He's like, I got to go. Daddy, daddy just left. Daddy, daddy just left. I got to go. 
Daddy, daddy, daddy just left. I got to go. But folks, Sister Rachel, my God, if you can't lean on your brothers and sisters in Christ, who can you lean on? And let me just say this, Sister Yon, if people outside of, the, of, of our fellowship, okay, outside of our body, outside of us, if they can't lean on us, who can they lean on? And when they see us, they've got to see somebody that's radiant with the power of God. And they've got to see people together that are laughing and jovial and having a good time. Somebody say amen. I don't want to live another day in a bad mood. Now the truth is, one's going to sneak up on me. And the truth is, one's going to get you. It's going to bite you right in the bottom one day. You ain't going to want that bad mood, Miss Amanda, but somebody's going to walk over to your property and smart off, and you're going to have to get them. Sister Amanda told me a few months back, it's okay if I share this, Miss Amanda. She had some neighbor problems. Now, the Lord fixed them neighbor problems, didn't he? The Lord rolled them on out down the road. Miss Amanda, she told me, she said, Pastor, she said, I've only had the Holy Ghost for about a month now. She said, but I ain't a good Christian yet. That's what she told me. It's all right. It's going to sneak up on us. Come on. It's going to... Y'all acting like it ain't going to sneak up on you. Y'all make, y'all make me sick. It ain't going to sneak up on me. No. You know, Holly, she tells me sometimes, Brother Ryland, she'll say, you look so mean. Smile. You look so mean. I ain't trying to be mean. But something snuck up on me, and I just look at me. Folks, we, we, we somehow, some way, people understand, people understand the frailty of human flesh. The people that don't have patience or love for human frailty or flesh, they've got a beam in their eye the size of Texas. And they can't see their own selves for their big old beam they got in their eyes. Somebody say amen. We don't need to have time for those type of people. We need to have time for the frailty of mankind. Now, I'm closing as the musicians come. Folks, if we can't have fun. I mean, it's like professionals we got. They had to make a CD, these people are so good. Wherefore I desire, listen, this is the Apostle Paul talking to all of us. He said, wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That's a powerful, powerful scripture right there. That is a powerful scripture right there. You're part of a whole family. (laughs) The name family. 
You're a part of the name family, the Jesus family. And let me tell you something. Every family's got some problems. Y'all, some of y'all think y'all's family's crazy. Mr. Man, my family's crazy. My aunts, they're all sisters. They, they don't talk. Because they've all they all crazy. You know what's sad about all that? Is it didn't have to be that way. But they forgot that they're part of the Jones family. They forgot who their mama and who their daddy was. And, and, and distance has been created, and now they don't even talk. And the reality is this. We're a part of a family. And we cannot allow schisms and situations and arguings and fightings, and we don't fight that much. I get that. But we can't allow any of that to separate us. And I'm not talking about this here. I'm talking about the family in heaven and earth because you're part of the biggest family of all time. Somebody say amen. You know, I don't have much pride in my last name. I don't say I'm a heron. You know, miles a few months ago, we was driving down the road, and he's asked it two or three times. He said, now, Dad, when you get really old, yeah, he said, am I going to have to make a choice? And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. I'm like, what do you mean make a choice? He said, I don't know if I want to be the boss at PMP or if I want to be at the boss at the church yet. And I laughed a little bit. I mean, he's 10 years old. He could figure out which boss he wanted to be. And I told him, I said, buddy, I said, I don't think you want to be either. And uh, we was talking back and forth. But right now, Miles, he goes to school, he tells everybody, you know, his dad's a pastor at Christ Life Community Church. And he's just, he's just proud to be a heron. He's just <clears throat> proud to be a heron. But there's coming a day Morgan's going to do something. Or Marley's going to do something. Or somebody's going to do something. I might do something. You never know. I might get locked up for not paying a ticket I just got the other day. I don't know. There ain't no telling. <laughs> but at some point, some point, some herring's going to do something to make the other herring go. I mean, it's a part of life. Right? If you, if you don't want anybody to think bad at you, of you, you just stay in your house. Don't ever come out. 
Don't order pizza. I don't know how you're going to eat. Because the second time you make a step into humanity, someone's going to think bad of you. But, 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 but the truth is, is that we're all a part of the Jesus family. I'm saying all that to say this. We need to be proud of the family we're a part of. Somebody say amen. Because we belong to the biggest family on planet universe and our daddy is the God of all creation and can provide all and do all things and give us anything we need and knows exactly where we are, knows exactly where each of us is and is able to sustain and maintain and facilitate our progression into what he has for us in our future. Ryland, do you realize there's no accident that you're here today right where you're at? No, there's not, God knew it all. He allowed all. If he wanted to stop it, he would have blocked it. Somebody say amen. But the truth is, and I'm saying all that to get to this point. I know I'm doing a little bit of rambling because I'm kind of out of my groove a little bit. We have music on. We had smooth jazz and cool vocals this morning. We got it. We, oh, Miss Manny, you ain't been here. We got this program. It's rocking. You know that? You know what I'm talking about? That song was jamming, man. I wanted to hear that today. Chicka wow, 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 wow. But but somebody in the family is going to let us down. Now, that's true. Somebody in the Jesus family is going to let us down. Now, I'm saying all that to say this. This is powerful. And if you got anything today, I want you to get what I'm saying right now. Somebody in the Jesus family is going to let us down. They're going to do something stupid. They're going to lie. They're going to cheat. They're going to steal. They're going to commit adultery. They're going to fornicate. They're going to do something ignorant. And we are not supposed to stamp them. We're not supposed to talk about them. We're supposed to pray for them and love them and make them feel welcomed in the fellowship. Somebody say amen. I'm not saying this because I'm perfect. And I'm not saying this for any other reason. It's probably most of it has to do with where I've come from. But I do better, personally. I do better with people that are just terrible. Right? The worse you are, the nicer I am to you. Why is that? Because I don't have any walls up with those people. Bring down the walls. Bring down the walls. Let's love one another. Let's grow the body of Christ. And, and, and I don't want this church to grow, Brother Walter, I don't want this church to grow to say, when I go to the conference, but like, I run 2,000 people, 1,000 people. I run 300 people. That's not why I want it to grow. This is a safe church. This is a safe place. This is a special place. This place is a haven for people. 
And the reason why I want this church to grow is because I know out there, whether they live in Holly Springs, whether they live in Bahalia, whether they live in Hernando, whether they live in Lake Cormorant, whether they live in Horn Lake, whether they live in Olive Branch, I want them to know through you, through us, that this is a safe place. Somebody say amen. Being a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I want everybody to listen to this. Being a prisoner of Jesus Christ is a challenge. Because we can't act how we want to act. We can't talk how we want to talk. We can't do what we want to do. We can't be engaged in things that we've been engaged in in the past. Because we're prisoners. But we're not prisoners just to say we can't do all those things. We're prisoners because there's people that are prisoners to sin. And they just need to change prisons. It did sound so great. I mean, it is what it is. You're either a prisoner of Christ or a prisoner to sin. Wow, that went over like a lead balloon. Love everybody. And I want to close this chapter out. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye have being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all the ages, world without end. Amen. Folks, for us to have the supernatural unlocked in our lives. We have to get Ephesians 1 through 19 down. We got to have the revelation of who we are. And I hope somehow I was able to do that today. I want us to stand Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1, it said, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? Folks, Proverbs 8 said, Wisdom is going to cry. 
and she's going to put forth her voice. And this week, we need the Spirit of God and the wisdom of God to mingle with us. That way, what we're doing can be heard and seen among people. Is that right? How many would love to be a light, a help, a blessing to somebody this week? Raise your hand. Father, today, we've gathered here today thankful for this opportunity to be here. God, we're thankful because you've brought us here and we don't deserve to be here, God. God, we're thankful because you loved us enough to bring us here. God, we're asking, Lord, for your power and grace to equip us this week. God, we're asking, Lord, for your love and your mercy to equip us this week. God, we need you, Lord, to help us this week, Lord. Father, we don't need, oh, Lord, division. We don't need confusion. We need you, Lord. We need you. Father, we thank you for all that you are and all that you've done for us. God, help us, O Lord. God, do not let the family name down this week, Lord. Jesus, help us to uphold, O Lord, the family name. But God, help us to love those, Lord, that have had a bad week, that have had a bad month, that have had a bad year, that have got mixed up and got confused and not thought properly, Lord. God, help us to love them. God, oh Lord, help us, oh Lord, to love those around us and to be a blessing to men and women. Use us for your glory this week, oh Lord. God, help us, oh Lord, to connect with somebody this week and bring them to this house where they can feel this great love. God, open the doors for that this week. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen.